Hi guys, welcome to a brand new edition of the Amazing Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Bilal Jogi. On this week's edition, I'm interviewing Amelia from the Manchester Girl Network. She talks about how she managed to make a recovery from um, anxiety, self-harm and other mental health issues. This is a great interview. It was very difficult for her, but she really gives a great insight on how you can change your life around. Amelia, welcome to the Amazing Minds Podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Well, it's a pleasure having you. Um, I've got to know you, Amelia, over the past few months. Um, we met through a mutual friend and um, I found your story very inspiring considering you've travelled the world um, you've had and how you've kind of managed to change your life around and I thought it would be a great way to share it and inspire people that are going to listen to this. So for the listeners, could you just give us a brief overview on about your mental health struggle and how you kind of started to come onto the road to recovery? Yeah, of course. Uh, so um, Amelia, 30 years old, and I've been a long time sufferer of depression, depersonalization, anxiety and self-harm. And it started from, you know, childhood bullying, and um, then leading on to moving abroad, so moving from Norway to Spain. And that's when my dad started drinking a lot and started bullying me. And then me just struggling to, you know, build my own confidence. I'm a teenager at this point, very low confidence and um, not getting a lot of support from home. So I started avoiding being at home hanging out with the wrong sort of people what's the wrong sort of people it's the ones that like to party and uh that's pretty much everyone i know yeah Yeah. well it's yeah it's not good when you're you're trying to find your own identity you don't want to be home you got a dad that is bullying you and drinking a lot and and then when i was 16 found out that my dad had was cheating I actually okay. found my dad myself, and that since then I didn't talk to him for years, for many years. And um, then you started traveling, didn't you? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So when I'm 16, well, I'm living in Spain still. What part of Spain was this? Canary Island. Okay. Canary and Canary Island, which is a bit of a crazy island as well. Have you ever been there? I have never been past Manchester. Oh well, it's time for you to travel. <laughs> Well, Gran Canaria is a tourist island. There's a lot of alcohol. It's like a little Ibiza. Right. So I grew up in a crazy party environment. Okay. So um, so what we can say, my way of controlling whatever, you know, what can, we, what can we say? Controlling what was going on, it was through controlling what I was eating. So I would starve myself for days. Wow. I started with self-harm. At and, what age? You know, this is at 16. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, so at 16, that was sort of like my first, um, oh, Bilal, yeah, that, I can't do this. That was, No, 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 we're going to carry on with this. Look, look, we're going to carry on. I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to cut it from here. I know it's uncomfortable, right? So let's talk about at what age did you leave Spain? When I was 18, I moved and I lived by myself. My parents moved to Norway. I decided to stay in Spain. I had this amazing boyfriend at this time with a very stable family. So I felt like I was sort of like adopted into his family. My grades started improving. And what were you doing job-wise at this age then in Spain? Were you like a club rep? I was studying. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was studying. 
Yeah, so I went to uni in Spain. Again, never really fitting in, being tall. Yes, you are quite Norwegian. tall. I mean, you are like nine foot. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite tall. I'm not. No, I'm only six foot. No, you're, like, you're oh. not six foot. You're way more <laughs> than six foot. I'm six foot. You're like way more. You're like at least nine foot. I'm going to bring a measuring tape next time I see you. And we're I actually going to set will. a record. We will. We will. So you didn't fit in at university. Then what no. happens? Um, well, I, I tried. But, you know, like, I've always had these automatic negative thoughts. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I never really felt like people wanted to talk to me. And if I said something, it would just come out the wrong way or I just looked awkward. And so I kind of isolated myself a little bit always thinking oh they don't like me because I'm different or I'm not actually able to talk cool like they're talking and I then moved to the UK to Manchester Manchester and Manchester and after one week of living here I got an anonymous message saying that my fiance at the time had cheated on me okay and I just went absolutely crazy I partied like I've never partied that much in my life but I just went all out I just met is that in Manchester Manchester hanging out with new people and I started um feeling how this depersonalization was starting to really kick in Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like it's a very like out-of-body experience I'd be mid-conversation with someone I'm like whoa am I even here what's going on how did I come here and I was just so confused and I felt like I'm not going to be ever able to function in a real job because I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And I would like test and I'll do self-harm just to check, am I still alive? Am I here? It's like an out-of-body experience, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And it was horrible. Um, I still don't know. I'm, you know, I'm doing a bachelor. I don't really know what I want to do in life. So I decided to do a master's because that's what you do, right? <laughs> a master's and- in what? International business management. Okay. And whilst I'm doing this business, um, well, master's degree, uh, I fall into this really weird depression. So I'll just stay at home and cry to the point where my mom decided to come over and get me to move to Norway. So mm-hmm. I packed up everything. I finished my master's staying in Norway, tried to do, you know, what was expected of me, get a job that I didn't really want. I bought an apartment, I bought a car. I tried to integrate and settle in. Uh, Again, I'm the different one because at this point I'm like a hybrid English-American-talking-Spanish person. So, again, struggling a little bit to make friends. Oh, gosh, it's been a struggle. So, I'm like... Uh, Could I just stop you there? Knowing you, knowing you, I would not think you would struggle to make friends. Yeah, because of, you know, things I've been working on in the past. I've always been very... I used to be the shyest kid ever. As a kid, I would just hide behind yeah, my mom. Now, <clears throat> now, now if, if for the listener, if they've never... Well, <laughs> if they've not come across you, if you went somewhere and you walked in a room, you would know 90% of that room. Yeah, And I've exactly. witnessed that myself. So it's yeah. interesting that obviously we'll get to this point as well. So you were in Norway, you weren't fitting in. Then what happens? Um, I had this effort moment where I decided to move because I did not feel happy living in Norway, even Mm -hmm. though this is like, you know, it's the dream. I got everything in order. I'm financially stable. I'm with my friends. I'm with sort of with my family. Well, friends was like more my cousin, 
but I'm like, I'm not happy. I need to do something. So I sold everything and I moved to the UAE. What part of the UAE? Uh, Abu Dhabi is where oh, right. I ended up in. Okay. <laughs> so from Norway to the UAE. Wow. I don't know anyone. I knew one person. I got a job. I'm okay. You, I'm not doing okay. Then I managed to tear my ACL, which is in the knee. And then within a week, I'm been, I've been made redundant because how things are over there. So again, I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Am I going to move to Norway or should I just start fresh somewhere else? So that's why I moved back to do, to Manchester. And uh, again, have to find uh, a job, friends, where, where to stay. I also need to get my knee sorted because at this point I can't even walk properly. So uh, what about, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, found a job, which I hated, so I swapped it after a few months, got a new one, which was actually even worse, but I'm just like, I just need to get this knee sorted, and then I was waiting for my surgery, and we go on a family trip to Barcelona, me and my mom and my siblings, our first family trip in like 15 years, Right. and that's when the terrorism, <clears throat> terrorism attack happens, Where? where we are in Barcelona, in La Rambla. Oh, right, okay. So there I am, <laughs> um, going through all of this, and I remember going to bed that night, and I said, I just wish it was me being all right, okay. driven over, because I'm not, like, I was at a very low point mm-hmm. there as well. But I just I just had always had the issues, but I just never actually sorted it out, ever. Um, and then that brings you back to Manchester then after that? Yeah, so I'm living in Manchester at this time. I'm going through this Barcelona attack. I come home. I'm scheduling for surgery. I'm having surgery all by myself. I had to get a taxi from sur- the surgery operation room to my home. I'm living in a house share in a job that I'm hating. And I managed to get semi-addicted to codeine. And this is where I'm just like, you know what? I don't think it can get any worse than this. I've never felt lonelier in my life, and I'm going to try counseling. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I managed to start counseling, and after, I think it was five minutes in that room, the counselor asked me, have you grown up with a narcissist? And I'm like, I don't know, can you tell me some symptoms? So he listed a few symptoms, I'm like, oh my god, that's my dad. All right, okay. He just described my dad. So started looking into that a little bit I'm like you know what I'm gonna make some changes I'm gonna take distance from my dad and work on myself started working out met a guy we moved in together uh everything was fine until he tried to throw some a, a bottle at my head missed it and tried to You've throw not had many luck with guys have you it's not even guys I'm one of those I want to like help everyone because of me being bullied and not having a lot mm. of kid, uh, friends yeah. when I was younger, I've always been the one trying to like help other people. If I see someone that is alone in a room, I'll be like, come over. Because I know what it is to sit there alone with no friends and no one talking to you. So I try everything that I can to make people feel comfortable. And that's how I sort of developed the person that I am today. So, so at this point, You've had another relationship breakdown with this guy. You're having counselling. So how do you then start to your road to recovery? What what did you do? How did you start recovering? 
yeah what what, so, what kind of um things did you try so basically the big big change where people were just like wow Emilia what is going on it's the day I had the police remove the guy that I was living with and I went I remember I went into the forest sounds so weird and I'm just like wow Emilia what is going on you have all the resources in the world to make this happen and have a good life but why do you keep why do I keep bumping into walls and into people that are just not good for me? So I remember reading a line and it said, um, a diet is more than what you eat. It's what you see, it's what you listen to, it's what you speak. And so I started, I got rid of a lot of friends. And I'm like, I just made a list of all the people that I'm hanging out with. I'm like, you know what? Bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. If you're not giving me or motivating or encouraging me in any way, I do not need that negative energy in my life. And I try to limit any sort of negative input. So if people were complaining around me, I'd be like, listen, I'm not interested. I love you, but please, can you just like for a little bit, just don't be so toxic. And I also had a reminder that would kick off three times a day where I had to on my phone, a reminder where it asked me five questions. For example, what are you thankful for today? I try to sort of like restructure my brain into thinking positively. I started watching my diet. I cut down on alcohol. Work. I started working out a lot. And I also started uh, doing a lot of hiking. And I tried to be in the nature as much as possible. And I cut all contact with my dad. So... That's where I am today, and it's all good. And 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 you know, I I've got a lot of respect for you because you're you're. It's very hard to talk about what you you went through for so long, you know, openly, and and I do appreciate it's very difficult. One of the reasons I wanted you on was <laughs> one of the main reasons I wanted you on was because what I've started to notice is is that loneliness is is growing and growing and growing. Yeah, within yeah. within society, even though we're all connected via devices, social networks, I still feel I the way I see it, it's a big growing problem. Why do you think this is? I know I've kind of touched upon it with the social network system, but why do you think this is growing and growing and growing? I think it has a lot to do with technology. So, it you look in social media and you see all of these, you know all these friendship groups people are out for dinners together and you're sitting at home alone and you're like oh my god I'm alone you know you just feel really lonely and people nowadays we move a lot so it's a new city it's new people and I also think that relationships nowadays and friendships are so they're different from before I even though you hang out with people in a room they're on their phones their own social media and it's like let's just connect more face to face it's difficult i do you know what i think do you know what i think let me tell you what i think so i'm 36 yeah right so when i look at the younger generation one thing i quickly pick up on is that they don't have very good people skills some of them that i come across so when i'm saying good people skills i'm referring to holding a conversation yeah so if i went into a room where I didn't know anybody, I could create conversation. A lot of these people that I've seen, younger people, struggle with this. The second thing is, I think, in my opinion, Instagram 
has had, even though I work in social media, her Instagram has had a, a, a certain effect on people. For example, people are looking at their lives and comparing it to certain people and taking it for face value on what they're posting. So if somebody's with yeah. their husband and they're saying, oh, my husband's bought me a ring or we're having a great time, they think they actually are, but in reality they're not because it's like keeping up with the Joneses and there's there's a lot of different elements to this. Obviously, society in itself is broken in so many ways. You've yeah. got people struggling. You've got, you've got mental health. I was speaking to somebody yesterday regarding an event me and you are doing. Yeah. Um and he by looking at this person you would not think he suffers from anxiety and then when yeah. i started speaking to him because yeah i do suffer from anxiety i just never speak about it and yeah. for his reasons were the pressures of the job yeah and you know you, you you see so many people that and i think it's a mixture of things now you do something very interesting you do the manchester girl network yes i do yeah so tell me a bit about that because i really want to touch upon that because i think it's a great cause yeah so basically when i had broken up with this dude right <laughs> last this summer dude yeah this dude and i'm like wow i need new friends because the friends that i have they're just not the best ones they're not a good influence on me they're never i always found myself sort of solving their problems and motivating them to do better i'm like where are the guys where are the people that you know motivate me a little bit so i started looking on meetup and i'm like do i really want to attend this and i'm like I got nothing to lose. So basically Manchester Girl is a volunteer-based female friendship group and they have monthly meetups. So they have coffee, coffee meetups, which is what I attended. And as I was there, I just I felt good. Cause these these women, other girls, they're all there to make friends and they're in all different ages. You got twenty year olds, thirty year olds, and forty year olds. And uh, then shortly after they were announcing that they needed more people on the team. So I signed up and now I'm the community manager and we got over 3000 members with four monthly meetups. And we just recently did a big Manchester girl talk where we brought in some empowering uh, female entrepreneurs to sort of like push and motivate the attendees. And it's just, it's just really nice. Like some of the girls that come up to me during the events, they're so thankful, but they're also they're telling me I've never been actually able to go out of my house and just go out and meet people. People. Yeah, so you know, it's... one thing, Amelia. Sorry, Amelia. About oh, oh, I stopped you halfway there. Um, yes. I wanted to know was when you speak to these people, these women, why why are they feel what what's the reasons? What's the common reason that you've seen? The common reason is that they're at an age where their other friends, they might be married or they have kids and they just, they don't have anyone to go out for drinks with. So these or, women, are they single? Most of them are. Okay. okay. But we got people, we got some, there, some are married, some are pregnant, but it's just, it's just having friends and having your little squad. It feels so good. It feels so good. And, uh, some of these girls actually before the event, they're messaging me. They're like, it's the first time I'm so nervous. I'm like, you know what? We Meet me before the event and I'll walk you in and I'll put you together with one of my friends. And I will like, so I'll put like a few of my sort of like ambassadors around. So I know that if I have a new girl, I can just put her with the ambassador. Or I always try to like match make someone. So if two girls are from Poland, I'll put them together. But um, we're growing 
and it's so, so much fun to be yeah. a part of this and i think it's a great cause you know for you to do that at your own time i wish there was more people doing this um yeah. one of the reasons one one thing i wanted to speak to you was about misinformation regarding mental health that you see online you know where people jump on the bandwagon and they start posting stuff like oh yeah you know the ways you can uh, improve your self or anxiety is wake up feel good eat yeah. well and yeah. and, and anybody water. anybody that, yeah drink water and anybody that suffered will know that it's not that easy it's nowhere yeah. near that easy what's your opinion about this this misinformation that spread and people that try jumping on the bandwagon i would say look for i would i mean it just depends on what you're what you're going through but for example depersonalization which is what i'm going through it's there's no medication that i can take to to fix it but i've been looking at forums and i'm looking at you know videos from other sufferers but i think that if you're going through something severe like that i should have i should have looked for counseling a lot earlier when i look back at what i was going through and i think it's yeah it's a difficult one i just don't like water is not might not help you I think, I think you just gotta check yeah, out a and, lot of different things and be careful of the google search in my opinion you know don't look oh, for the yeah. first result that comes up i think you have to look for if you're suffering from anxiety you're suffering from depression first you have to educate yourself on what type of anxiety or mental health you're suffering from right so yeah. once you've established if it's ocd if it's pure o if it's panic attacks health anxiety whatever right first you have to establish what you're suffering from then what you have to do is you have to look for the best people within that industry or sector so and then look for good um one thing look for is success stories look for yeah. people that have done keynotes on this and don't look for people that are doing very broad speaking on this you want to look for psychologists or counselors yeah. that are very specific to your um issue and who can help you deal with that because what's happening is there's a lot of stuff out there which so for example if somebody's suffering from anxiety, i meet so many people that suffer from anxiety and i say what type of anxiety do you suffer from and they go well we don't just anxiety anxiety is broken down into so many parts yeah, yeah. It, you know self-harm there's another one you know if you yeah. suffer self-harm look for people that specialize in self-harm and who have helped other people what's happening is you're just going on anxiety you're reading some or a bad situation or a bad um, story or you're seeing something and you think oh my god that's going to happen to me or there's no hope and that's where because there's so much information out there and you don't know what to look for and people are restless and they want a quick fix and there is no quick fix yeah but your road to recovery starts when you accept you have a problem exactly so that's the so lowest they will get is when you say i've got a problem i've got it right it's not going to get any lower than that now right everything's up from here so then you start to make steps you might go two steps forward and seven steps back but you'll keep moving forward it might take a year might take 10 yeah. years might take two days but it will eventually stop good times don't last forever and neither do bad times so it's very important people that are listening understand that and i just think yeah. i've answered your your question for you there haven't i i'm <laughs> so sorry thank you so much i'm yeah. so sorry i'm <laughs> so sorry about that right it's okay yeah but for me for me what helped me was it was a little bit of youtube videos actually and just nature and then i also mm. bought a few books to learn more about signs of an empath which is what i am i identify myself as an empath so i'm always trying to help and i can feel the emotions of other people and narcissists love us so i started identifying uh, a lot of these things bought a lot of books and 
been reading up on it just to understand a little bit more yeah. about myself and how I function and then with regards to depression I'm slowly crawling out of it and mm-hmm. by me sort of pushing my own boundaries and doing the man like just keeping busy is what keeps me out of it I do feel lonely a lot people that know me they're like it's impossible Emil you're so busy and you're always surrounded by people but when I come home sometimes I you know you feel lonely because I don't have any family over here my friends are my family so I just you know I just keep busy and with the projects that I'm doing yeah and and what I was going to say was that you, you you have to understand that there is no quick fix because I keep saying this people look for quick fixes and there isn't any you know yeah and um, you have to take time it takes time it takes time it takes a lot of time it takes a lot yeah. of effort it takes a lot of emotional power but your past doesn't define you you know it, or let me explain what i mean by that i mean whatever's happened in your past has happened generally yeah. but you are in charge of where you go in your future i know your past will always be there we haven't got a, a magic eraser to erase that but it's how you use that to motivate you and drive you to become a better person so if you've gone through some sort of you know bad experience in the past you then don't want to implement that on anybody else you know your close yeah. one family so you then learn from that motivate that but if you sit there and think oh my god my life's over i just wanted to end it's you back to my original point you have to accept it's happened i know it's, e- it's easier said than done but you have first you have to accept it's happened once you accept it's happened is then you start making strides to improving yourself and learning better and start moving in the right direction because the hard bit is acceptance Yeah. You know, I see so many people and speak to I get inboxed with and I say, "Look, until you don't accept it, you it's not going to go." Yeah, it's oh. like it's like with a smoker. <laughs> Cuz I used to be a smoker. If I don't want to quit, if I'm just like, "Yeah, I'll quit." I mean, I you need to really want to quit in order to And you have to and you have to change it, you have to change stuff up. You know, if if if, if in the modern day, I say this a lot and you've mentioned this is that If you can't find people that can help you, there's no excuse in the modern day that you can't go online and find something like the Manchester Girl Network or other groups out there's there that can. There's groups for everything. Mm. There are groups for absolutely everything out there on Meetup. Yeah, like in in Manchester, Talk we've got people. so many. There's others, and you'll find people that are similar to you. And you know what? There's why what, what I learned was there's always somebody worse off. That when I was having panic attacks, I used to think, "Oh my God, you know, I'm." the lowest of low then when i started seeing that yeah that there were people that wherever they had a panic attack they couldn't go back there and you think okay it's not as bad as it looks and you yeah. have to start learning but please 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 anyone listening you have to take time and you have to surround yourself with the right people that might be just one person i don't mean a gang of people it might just be one person yeah and you have to educate yourself of what you're suffering from these things go very deep you know depression goes very deep and um, anxiety goes very deep um self harm goes very deep you have to understand what you're suffering from and then look for ways of getting out is if it's counseling if it's antidepressants if it's psychologist go and try everything whatever works for you stick to it what works for me might not work for you yeah any any final words from you well you know as i said a diet is more than what you eat is what you hear see and speak as well we're looking at your instagram the other day i don't think you're taking <laughs> that very serious are you amelia 
About what? You know, whining <laughs> and dining at all these places. Oh, but that's just a part of my job, though. Okay, I got to network and talk to people. That's just how we do. I love but, you, um, you know, just accept what is going on. Make a list of everything that you're going through, like what is going through in your mind and look for help because there's hope out there and there's groups, there's support networks, counseling, anything or, you know. And avoid people that try selling you stuff on the back of it. You know, that'll say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I can help you and do my course for, it's normally 997 and do it for 447. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, avoid no, no, that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've been, a little birdie tells me you're doing a, an event in June. <laughs> I am. I'm doing, oh, I'm so excited. So we're doing an event on the 19th of June with you and we are a SIF called Unfiltered Talks. And it's going to be an open panel sort of discussion uh, where we will be welcoming any sort of questions from the audience and we'll yeah. share a little bit about our experience and hopefully you know start something and make some make some changes absolutely because i believe it's all about having open discussion the more we have an open discussion about this the more people learn and the more people learn the more hope you create and that's the that's the bottom line with this and and uh, final few words from me is that never give up hope the internet is a beautiful thing but please 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 do not google your symptoms it's a disaster you're asking for trouble by doing that Always stick to see, seeing a doctor. Um, yes. Amelia, how can people follow you, find out about you, get in touch with you? They're, follow me on Instagram at it's Amelia Coco. Or oh, the, how do you spell same, that? Coco. K, so it's, uh, oh gosh. I'm sure you can put it in the brief, but uh, it's Amelia Coco. No, please do spell K-O-K-O. it for us. Please do spell it. Well, I-T-S-A-M-E-L-I-A. K-O-K-O. <laughs> Fab. And your Manchester Girl Network, where do they find that? So we're on Meetup and on Facebook. We're a Facebook group. Just look for Manchester Girl and I'll make sure to accept you. Fabulous. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bilal.